Right, happy new year it is 2019 finally and uh we, we can start with our first episode of the year i'm the host here two chains i'm here with my good fellas jamal and will how you guys doing happy new year hey um uh first of all it's almost christmas so how dare you <laughs> so to all of our orthodox peeps that are celebrating christmas on uh on monday i ain't forget it <laughs> this is this is also the best time to go to your um local stores and get all your extra christmas stuff that you couldn't afford a few weeks ago and get it now for about 80 percent off so you might have something there i'm definitely <laughs> buying summer stuff right now that is 40 degrees outside <laughs> for 12 dollars. it's gonna happen <laughs> stock up while you can in the off season. exactly <laughs> definitely buy the north face coat in july that's how it has to happen yeah <laughs> how's it going will all right all right happy new year one and all and as we kind of been uh speculating in here and rumors of here on the big gold belt the new year started with a bang in more that's, ways than one that's right it's um it is free agency free agency season in wrestling where uh, numerous people's contracts were set to expire other people have came out you know people we didn't know about their contract uh stance have came out and believe it or not i know you know the hot names we you know is rumored about when they're going to aspire but believe it or not everyone seems to be coming out and being very vocal that they are free so i guess that's that's i guess that's how it's going to be now in wrestling you know i, I think i think now people are going to start using social media um is a more powerful way of promoting themselves and getting out there and, and seeing where the buzz leads them to. But um, we definitely will talk about that in a little, but I think we're going to start off with some unfortunate news in the wrestling community. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, I, I, well, you, you definitely can take this. Cause I've really, really, <laughs> I really do like, like how you worded your tweet or, and I think, and I think it was probably one of the best things I, I read today. Well, I, th I thank you, good sir, for in these unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, we were we were blindsided this morning. Um, WWE announced this morning. I'm seeing eight hours ago as we record this that um, WWE Hall of Famer Mean Gene Okerlund, the most recognizable interview and in, interviewer in sports entertainment history, passed away today at the age of 76. Yeah. So that that one for me, as a fan, I grew up during the 80s. This one stings. This one's a punch to the gut because that's like a voice and a name that has always been part of wrestling for me. I've never known wrestling without Mean Gene. And um, so this one, this one's really a, a sock to the gut. Um, the way I put it this morning um, that I think really sums it up is that um, I think a lot of people don't quite think to the extent of how big a character mean gene okerland was and just to the extent of his presence on wwf television in the 80s and also elsewhere before that in the awa mm -hmm. 
And then later on in WCW, when he was there for, I mean, the height of WCW during mm -hmm. the Nitro era, um, Mean Gene was absolutely on par with Hogan, Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage as a recognizable name, a recognizable face, a recognizable voice that was just iconic for that era. And I just got to think of it this way. is like, if you saw any of those people being interviewed, who was in the shot with him? It was mm -hmm. me and Gene. He yeah. was the one holding the stick. He was the one asking the questions. And so while all of them were getting a ton of TV time, in a lot of ways, he was getting more TV time than them because he was in every single one of those segments. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's really hard to put into words just how big of a deal me and Gene was. But I mean, it goes back to I me. Mean, I think, you know, you think of Hulkamania and you think of the 80s wrestling. I mean, how did every Hulk Hogan promo with me and Gene start out? Well, <laughs> let me tell you something, me and Gene. I mean, everybody knows it, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, it's a big loss. It's a big loss. Definitely being a big WCW fan. I mean, there's no way that you don't remember um, his segments with uh, Ric Flair mm -hmm. introducing with City Day in each and every time. I mean, it 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 was it, it was definitely something special. But then also just his uncanny interviews as well. Even the ones he made mistakes in, and he just really recovers it with a with a sense of style and and and, and dignity. Um, he's definitely. At the time, you look at him as a guy, but like you said, he is definitely a character and a recognizable face within the wrestling community for many generations. And even to this day, um, he just did a commercial um, this summer um, uh, alongside of Kevin Hart, which, you know, Kevin Hart is a very familiar name nowadays. But, you know, at, at, at this point, you look at that and you quick, he's quickly overshadowed. By me and Gene, because everyone knew who he was from many generations where Kevin Hart is just a popular name of this time. And that just tells you just how special he is to still be relevant and um, have a very impactful commercial in 2018. Indeed, absolutely the case. I mean, I think the best one of the good things I heard this morning that uh, when the news broke, the, the wife texted me and, and she immediately mentioned that she's like, you know, growing up, she didn't watch wrestling, yeah. but she knew who Mean Gene, Re yeah. mean Gene Overland was just because he was so synonymous with like the WWE and like the cartoons and all the mm. marketing of that time period that he was right up there with Hogan and Macho Man and the characters that even if you didn't watch wrestling, you knew who they were back then. He, yeah. he was part of that. So that's that's a big one. It's a big name. That's that's dearly departed. Rest in peace, Mean Gene Okerlund. Interesting enough, I saw the news break on probably WWE's website last. I've seen it break on uh, Yahoo. I've seen it break on CNN and other uh, platforms before I actually seen it in WWE. And that just lets you know um, when you're just beyond and in, in, in a in a in a bigger statue than just in the wrestling community when other outlets finds it significant to cover it as well so definitely definitely a, a big deal but um like i said it is free agency se season in wrestling and a lot has been counting down to um the the start of the year january 1st and obviously some of the bigger names right now that's all service around this was all the news and speculation involving the elite um which is Cody, um, the Young Bucks, and um, and uh, uh, Hangman Page. Hangman Page. Um, and sure enough, right a little bit after New Year's, um, I, right after the twelve o'clock bell, um, a, 
uh, all elite video was released. Them being live from the Tokyo Dome and these guys once again just wanting to do something very special and uh decide to break uh what's the word I'm looking for? Or break the internet in the wrestling community, which <laughs> <laughs> which indeed all the rumors was true. Well, most of the rumors were true. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go over it. But nonetheless, they officially announced that, um, and they officially announced and revealed the All Elite Wrestling logo and that the event was going to be all in two, double or nothing. So these guys are investing in themselves again. And it looks like the speculation of going to WWE is out the window as they now um, are going to be opening and running their own wrestling promotion, which again is something we speculated in the past from rumors and different um, reports coming out about trademarks and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, initially, not sure what everyone was doing around uh, New Year's time, but initially when you first saw the news, uh, what, what was the thoughts that went through your head? <laughs> well, for me, since they were dropping the news at uh, 3 a.m. Eastern time, I was already in bed, but I had made a note to myself that, when I wake up, <laughs> grab the phone yeah. and go find the newest episode of being the elite because it will already be up and we'll already know what's going on. So I mm -hmm. watched it as soon as I woke up and saw the news drop and say, like, okay, we finally we got our confirmation. The all elite wrestling is real. We have a logo and we also have the logo reveal for double or nothing. And then uh, <laughs> not contained in the video, but also confirmed as the morning went on is we have the confirmation that. All Elite Wrestling is owned by Tony Khan and his father, Shahid. And as as we had heard, the, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and a full MFC Premier League team, um, they are bankrolling this theme. They own the deal. And um, Cody, Cody so far is signed. And uh, the Young Bucks should be signing momentarily is the rumor. And outside of that, what else do we know? We know there's supposedly going to be a rally next week. Yeah. And um, so pretty much they just they just confirmed what all the rumblings we've been hearing. So yeah. it was like, okay, we know it's real now. There's there's fire to go along with the smoke we've been smelling. We know it's real. But outside of that, we don't really know much else at this point. Nothing, nothing concrete, at least. Yeah. But it, it's real. We know who's behind it. We know the money involved as far as like, this is this is uh this is legit. This is not the this is not the Jarrett's taking some of their uh construction money down in Tennessee and uh deciding to open TNA. <laughs> this, this, this has a possibility of a much bigger uh bankroll behind it, so to speak. Well, so, okay, so what we do know, it's exciting. There are a couple other things to note is that um a the Khan family are worth uh slightly over uh minus a couple nickels six billion dollars. Yeah, so real money. definitely do what they want to do with this. And they're a rumor to be uh, bankrolling upwards of $100 million into the venture. What we also do know is that uh, the, the, the domain, uh, Tuesday, uh, all elite wrestling and stuff like that, their Twitter has been up since October, but no posts have been on it since uh, until a few days ago. Um, all elite double or nothing um, is all in double or nothing is going to happen. Uh, that's the big pay-per-view whenever that may be, wherever that may be. Uh, this Tuesday at 5, and it will be streamed live around the world somewhere, probably on Twitch, because the Bucks have a Twitch channel um, that they, you know, they've done stuff on, and they obviously have a YouTube channel, too. So Tuesday at 5 Eastern, that's going to be a rally, and hopefully more information to come from Jacksonville. What we 
also know is that there's a show uh, or a name called Tuesday Night Dynamite that's mm-hmm. being uh, thrown around. And that, of course, pops up. That's been um, all of the wrestling LLC is registered to the Khan family who own the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they've also registered Tuesday Night Dynamite. So obviously that could be the name of a show. You know, who knows what, what that may be. But if it is a show, then where were they going to air it? The rumors are they've been talking to Ted Turner about that. And this has been uh, kind of interesting as obviously um, the NBA doesn't have a presence on TNT and on, on, on TBS on Tuesday nights. Um, and of course, this could feel, you know, bring some eyes to this is be the same position that USA is in. Uh, that's more of a rumor and we'll know obviously more about that much later. But I think it is in- interesting that the ball has been, you know, gaining some traction and now it is absolutely rolling. The one nope. thing that I want to add uh, about the whole all elite thing, uh, when we were watching Being the Elite and, and Hangman said that my thing, my, my screen says something different, I was almost <laughs> hoping that his would say NXT. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a hell of a twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the one thing I kind of been adamant about on this is that, um, and, and maybe because I just, Maybe because now I'm just now paying attention to this is that um, they have completely tied uh, uh, or they had completely parted ways with all ties to the Bullet Club name. Um, mm-hmm. I and I'm guessing because if anyone knows about cease and desist orders, it's probably them. And I believe that's a New Japan thing. So um, it is it is all elite, and they're already getting ready. To, they already got new merch getting ready to come out, and so forth. But the other big thing I've been kind of adamant about is that um, Marty Scroll has no parts of this. And I'm very, very confident that Marty Scroll, we will be seeing this guy at the NXT, um, uh, the NXT UK takeover, Black uh, Blackpool in a crowd. It just makes sense logistically well, for he, him. He, he's locked in with ROH. They just it, gave him a faction. They, they just gave him a yeah, they seem a faction with a PCO and a Brody King to replace really? the elite leaving. Yeah, he's uh, for at least the foreseeable future. Marty Skrull is locked up. Okay, so, so that villain enterprises thing is actually a yeah, thing. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, oh, they, they've, okay. taped it. they've taped it. So it's that yeah, villain enterprises is Marty Skrull's new faction in Ring of Honor with him, PCO, and Brody King. So that's oh. their, the, the initial idea to replace the elite. So for at least now. He's not going anywhere. Mm. But, you know, stay tuned. That could change. But for now, at least, ROH has him. <laughs> Didn't even know that. Hmm. Um, what else was it that came out about this? I was thinking about too. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. If Jamal just said this. Um, my bad if you did. But you already discussed that they are people already have roles within this promotion as well too. Being that the Bucks and. Um, Cody are, are being announced as the as, as executives, vice presidents of the promotion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is that? What does that mean to you guys? Okay, so the the Tony Khan will be the president um, uh, of the you know operation. The executive vice president would be exactly what Triple H does. So right. McMahon signs the checks, and the only that's he's the last hurdle. That has to be, uh, you know, hurdled before things go uh, to press. 
And that's what Tony Khan would be. They would be like, hey, uh, we want to do these things and great, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, you want to slaughter a loud chicken on television? Yeah, that's a no. You can't do that. And that, that okay. it would have to be something that they would say, like something ridiculous that, that Khan would say, like, no, we're not doing that because that conflicts with my interest or business practices or whatever. But generally speaking, he's not a wrestling guy. Uh, well, no, no, Tony is. Uh, Shahid Khan, uh, who's Tony's father, uh, is is the principal owner of the Jaguars. Um, and, and Tony is his son. But yeah, they're like, basically, whatever you want to do, go go get it done. Make us a lot of money. I love wrestling. I love the Bucks. It's all in your hands. And they're going to be you're taking the wheel on this one in a role similar to Triple H's. But by no means is Triple H running WWE. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's, I think, what's kind of getting – some people are kind of confusing in this is that the, the, the Bucks and obviously Cody are absolutely – big pieces of this they do not own it though they are not yeah, the money behind it they're <laughs> driving the ship but they don't own the boat right exactly exactly the tony khan and his dad are are the ownership and the money behind the whole deal now the way i was hearing it explained because cody is definitely signed cody's on and that their cody was given like an executive vice president title i think essentially with the idea that he would be running like you said like the triple h role of running the events and probably overall direction and that the bucks were being looked at as more as like bookers involved with the whole promotion and then of course adam <coughs> adam page and all of them would probably all all of them total be involved in some way you know as you know as agents and you know behind this you know behind the scenes roles that would needed to be filled uh, i guess the other speculation for people being involved since they were in the being the elite video is the uh, socal uncensored guys so christopher daniels frankie kazarian and uh, scorpio sky since they are all prominently featured in that video mm -hmm. and in the advertising for the rally the assumption is they're all going to be part of it too so i mean that would seem to be the group. You got about seven guys there that would be like the nucleus of what the office, I guess, would be in the traditional sense of like, if you're thinking of like the, the big names that kind of run the behind the scenes at WWE and stuff. Right. But there's also more to it than that. And we're talking about we need a guy for talent relations. We need a guy that's actually talking to venues to book them for, for events. We need a guy that's right. um, working with uh, the contracts of people whoever signed long-term or short-term, however contracts will work. I personally hope that they do more of an evolve type of a thing That's where nice. they have a core group of guys and then, you know, bring some guys in over time to, you know, keep things fresh, but we'll see. Yeah, no, seriously, that's, that's, that's the one part of the rumors that I've been struggling with is that everyone's just like, oh my God, it's happening. Who's all going to sign? And I'm just thinking to myself, like, why do we, how do we know that's going to be the recipe that they're going to go with? I mean, you know, right. they they are, you know, they got their executive roles or whatever it is. But at the same time, they're still considered talent because they're going to obviously be part of the draw. And as far as the exclusive contracts, well, you're looking at them and then you're looking at the, the core people that they used to working with and stuff like that. But why not run it? You know, like um, how Impact does and, um, and, and, and and other indie shows where you just got um, you, you're booking, you know, you, you're booking by appearances. And, and, and don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if we see less and less and less of the Bucks and Cody as time goes on, hopefully as the venture, you know, gains traction. Yeah. Because if you've been keeping up with being the elite, uh, maybe not in their storylines, but just in general, it's been kind of, uh, I love Japan, but I hate the flight. 
Um, I love the Tokyo <laughs> Dome, but I miss my kids. I can't wait to right. be back in California, but we're only going to be here for three hours, and then we got to fly to New York. Yeah, and the the rigors of the road have definitely been keeping up with them, and and you know kicking their ass a bit, and that's the job. Yeah. But we all know that they don't want to do that job in that capacity for too much longer. And well, fortunately for them, for all for us, that they're striking while the iron is hot and, and moving into this venture, and a lot of things have fallen into place. Um, now, of course, they took a year to build up for All In. And that show was what it was. Um, they, they did it. And a lot of that surprise of how well it was was because it wasn't supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And now they're building a company. And they're still, you know, doing a screwing around with uncharted territory. And it's not supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But now that it's not new anymore, six months down the road, a year down the road, that's where it's going to, that sophomore slump is where yeah. it's going to, um, is where that's going to be their proving ground. Yeah, indeed, so, very true. I agree. I agree. So hopefully, uh, you know, and obviously we have no idea what their plans are because they've been stringing us along, you know, for a year <laughs> with between uh, that and all in, and we've been talking about this damn countdown clock and the stupid iPhones for the last the last five months, and now <laughs> we're having a pep rally in Jacksonville for no reason. So, yeah. and people are hyped about the fact that we don't know a goddamn thing. So. <laughs> So the long and short of it is, they clearly have a plan. And, I, and the thing I like about the fact that, uh, that they have a plan is that no one knows what it is, so we have to wait. It's not right. like WWE, where there's so many insiders and sources and all that stuff. And stuff. Um, we don't know. So I think a lot of the um, speculation and stuff, that's, you know, that's what the internet does. But I'm really just excited to see what happens Tuesday. Um, one last thing that I will say about all of the double or nothing, if you guys have seen the, uh, the, like the flyer for it. Yeah. The D in double or nothing looks eerily similar to the Detroit Tigers logo. Oh, I got, I'm just the, saying, I'm about to look that up. Right just now. That just could saying. Be, could be a clue. I also have something that, uh, popped into popped to mind. Uh, when once we're hearing about, Oh yes, it does. Double, double or nothing. Could double or nothing also possibly mean? Well, we did ten thousand. Now we gotta do twenty. Mm. You know, I, double I, or nothing. How literal are we taking double or nothing? You know? mm. Also, do you think these guys make a play as early as April? WrestleMania season. Oh God, no. Oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. I w- early. I was hearing May possibly, but obviously mm. that's all. That's all just speculation and rumors at this point. Here's, here's a question, and I, I don't have too much knowledge on this, but like I know for a fact last season, I really didn't check the numbers this season. It's it's very interesting the fact that uh, they're, they're they're working on a TV deal and um, an adjustment with Jaguars uh, uh, owner is is probably going to be involved with that as well too. But Jacksonville had, I believe. The most blackouts of all NFL games of last year. I thought that was Tampa. I don't know if it's. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Jacksonville. I think I mean, that that could make sense. So what he's talking about, just in case you don't know how the TV works in for the NFL, if the home team does not sell uh, X number amount of tickets before a certain time before the game starts, the game will not show on local television over the air 
you would have to either get the international package for the NFL over mm. satellite or go to a um, uh, or go to the game. So yeah. that's, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. Um, that is, you can't sit home. <laughs> right. So a lot of teams skirt that rule by selling season tickets. They claim that they're sold out for the next 40 years like the Redskins. And, <laughs> and that's really not the damn case. But in order to you know make money off of the TV deal, because if they ain't no game, then they're not getting paid. Um, yeah, they, they don't sell the tickets. There, there is no game for on local TV. I know the Tampa had a problem with that for a long time, and the NFL was fining bars for showing the game illegally, technically, because they had the direct TV package, and they'd be like, "Well, game ain't on TV. Come on through," and the game would show at like one in the morning on local television because. You know the local station has you know, can air it. They just can't air it live. But uh, with that said, obviously Jacksonville isn't like a focal city for this thing. The cons are in Jacksonville because they own the team. But uh, Chicago was a big deal for for all in, and the the Bucks are from California, and we know you know how well they were received in their hometown, whether it was PWG or um, and New Japan has a base in California now, so they just certainly have. A working relationship with them you know it's obviously um we don't know where double or nothing is going to be yet yeah but we do know where it could be <laughs> <laughs> i'm also so now i'm reading more information about the speculation that's involved with chris jericho so again chris jericho has been rumored to be involved with this jim ross has been uh rumored to be involved with this and obviously with Jericho, it's all about him signing, but um, there's some information coming out saying that on uh, this previous Sunday, Jericho was seen at the Bears and Vikings NFL game and took the special media to thank AEW, um, the president, Tony Khan, who's the son of Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Shahid Khan, for, this, for the special box office seats. And it said, could Jericho and Khan have somehow possibly struck a deal of some kind. And then they said there's some type of, there's another clock that's going off that this clock is going to be, um, the countdown for this clock is set to expire February 1st for so a month from now. And maybe they're speculating that that's when Jericho is going to sign. First of all, who has Jericho signed right now? No, and uh, Jericho's free. Yeah. Unless, but- unless- Unless he's under some deal for his little deal with New Japan that, you know, since he's the Intercontinental Champion there. But yeah. I would imagine that's more of a handshake deal. But he's he's free and clear. Yeah. I yeah. Whatever say. he wants. I'm yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, all, oh, and as far as the end of the month go, I was hearing that's when Kenny Omega's deal is up, which, of course, mm. that his deal oh, right, is right, right, right. in January. No, yeah, that, that is true. Because that's the reason why Kenny Omega was the person that everyone was speculating was going to be at the Royal Rumble, but theoretically it couldn't because it was always going to be after the Royal Rumble. It was going yeah. to set to expire after the Royal Rumble. So maybe it is. I mean, and that is the person that, you know, nothing else has came out about since then. But, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't see Jericho signing. But if there is something to be made with Jericho here, um, Jericho already announced his cruise, this, the, uh, the second cruise, um, what, what, is it, what is it called? Oh, the Rock and Rager. Oh, the, the Rock and Rager, yes. Yeah. He's already said that he's going to do a second one this year. Him being a businessman and being somebody that's, you know, obviously wanting to create his own brand and, and, and you know, and, and his music career and all that stuff. There's some type of deal being done here. That's to get the president to invest in something else Jericho is trying to do. 
Um, but I don't think I, it's going to be him signing to an independent promotion. At, at this point, I could see Jericho wanting to be involved, but Jericho at his age and with all the outside stuff he has going on, like that cruise and with his band, I see it being very much like what he's done this past year in New Japan where, yeah, he'll do a match here and there, but he is not by any means going to be a full-time talent yeah. at this point, I don't think. Yeah. I, I'd say Jericho is spinning a lot of plates, and I don't think it would be in his interest yeah. to, um, to, to tie himself down to one thing. What I do yeah. think... What I would like to see, rather, because, you know, based on nothing, when we talk about what all elite wrestling could be, and obviously they've had uh, one event in ever, and now they're going to come up with their second event ever. Do we want one a month, you know, for a year? Like, what, what do we want to see from all elite wrestling? And the most important thing is that a lot of times that there's so much wrestling going on from a particular place that we don't get a chance to miss them. So mm-hmm. I, th- I would hope that Jericho's Cruise is the Halloween havoc of all the re- wrestling. <laughs> Where uh, they do idea. the pay-per-view. That is they cool. do the pay-per-view from the boat. They, that they, is cool. They tape it or it's live or whatever. They do it from the boat. You know, the Khan family. And, and by um, the way, let me correct you. Bash at the Beach pay-per-view. That's what we're going with. Well, it's in October, so that's where I got Halloween Havoc from. Oh, okay. Fair, <laughs> but, fair. Well, see, there you go. But either way, <laughs> but, but but still, even with Bash at the Beach or the Great American Bash or Starcade, these are events that you look forward to at a specific time of year. And I think that Jericho's Cruise could be something. That That is a damn good idea. All that's in. Cool. You know, all in, you know, a series, you know, could be something mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. I mean, there, there's just certain events that, you know, that like, I don't care where I am, but I'll be damned if I'm not in Baltimore in June or in D.C. in December or right. in Vegas in or in, or in South Dakota for a real while. Um, <laughs> Destination <you know>. events. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying that like that, but that's something that we need. And this is the thing that we've been talking about ad nauseum for yeah. SmackDown and Raw. We need something from them that makes them stand out. Yeah. Because there's just there's literally too much wrestling to watch at all different levels of competition. So as much as we want to hype up all of the wrestling because it is what it is, we because a lot of it's just because we don't know. And yeah. then once we see what it is and where it goes, realistically. <laughs> They what what would they need to do to stand out to be different than every other three letter name wrestling company? Yeah, that's true. You know, and the funny thing about it is like fans are so funny right now because I've seen so many garbage tweets and, and statuses, people saying, Oh, WWE is in trouble. And I'm just like, I, that's I right. I know you didn't say that with a straight face. Like <laughs> all of the wrestling is that everybody's gonna cancel their WWE contracts. Titus O'Neil is gonna trip over himself under the ring. To rip up his contract uh, <laughs> with and it signs to all of the wrestling, and we're going to see Goldberg versus Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan's going to come back and shut your face. That's not what anybody wants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, the name, the buzz, and, and the motivation behind these guys, they got that. No one's taking that from them, but they still got plenty of leaps to do. And I really do um, totally agree with the statement you made earlier is that. We've seen something happen that's never been ha- that's never happened before. So there you go. But now what you're doing again, the sophomore slump is being able to actually deliver a product again that's special. 
it's not gonna it's not different there is promotion there's plenty of promotions out there but you're still gonna have to figure out a way to separate yourself from the rest of them and you know just your names alone and 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 merch isn't quite going to get people to come to your event over and over. Let, let it get you let it get your eyes you yeah. know on the product mm-hmm. but you got to do something to keep them there mm-hmm. and obviously every dog that's business mm-hmm. but i really hope to see like a pwg uh type of atmosphere just on television mm-hmm. where you don't know who's going to show up but i also hope that they build storylines too because part of what being make being the elite so successful is the fact that they're crafting these storylines as ridiculous or as you know you know, uh, stupid as they may be, it's actually a lot of fun to follow along. Yeah, because there is no wrestling the wrestling of the elite, so we're obviously watching for the storylines. Yeah, <laughs> and because they have that package already ingrained, that's obviously a built-in audience of a couple hundred thousand subscribers that will get the product. Yeah, but now that we're talking about television, where is the benchmark of success? Yeah, and at the same time, too, and I mean, like, even having a good TV deal doesn't solidify anything because I still don't know people who watch, a lot of people who watch MLW, they got their, they got their play, they got their re- rerun or replay on YouTube after it goes off air within, like, the hour or so. It was on a prime spot on Friday night at 8 p.m. on being Sports. So, you know, at the time, before Com- before Verizon started getting crazy, um, by the way, I don't know if y'all heard, but like people are losing CBS in their package as well, too, for Verizon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Verizon's I, I don't know. Be anymore. I can't just flip it on a Friday night and see darn uh, MLW because them and Comcast got in a dispute. So, yeah. but like- I mean, again, you 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 had everything right there. You had uh, you had a, a, a company that had its prestigious history with it. It had a prime spot. It had hot names and still people to this day. I know I don't I, I don't really conversate with too many people that say they watches it day in and day out. But when it first came out and I was watching on TV, uh, when it was on TV, I was watching it each and every week. So, you know, for them to be able to do the same thing um, and, and have a, and, and have a good TV deal does not automatically guarantee success on that note either. So, right. Well, let me, let me ask you this a uh, slightly different question before we move on. Where do we want to, what are we like a year from now? Mm-hmm. Where should we place all elite wrestling as a public company with a television deal because there are a lot of indie guys that you know like evolve you you can go and watch them uh everybody has a streaming thing now you know streaming from their damn phone and then there's like the professional tv deals with ring of honor on television and impact on television and wwe where should all all elite wrestling fall in that landscape i I don't know i I would think I would think the goal is with with the with the caliber with the Khan family involved, and if the rumored money involved is true, at you know, and the the type of obviously with the Bucks and Cody and them involved, I would think <clears throat> that the uh, the goal is going to be a TV show. I would think. I don't think there's going to be like, well, we'll just keep putting up online videos, like you know, being the elite, and we'll run a couple shows here and there. I mean, I I, I think it's got to be something more than that. Um, now, what so I are we talking about do, like the presence? Are we talking about the presence of Ring of Honor, or are we talking about the presence of TNA, or are we talking like a Wrestle Circus thing, which is or or House of <laughs> not House of Hardcore? I'll, I'll, I'll but, say um, this. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this with the absence of Lucha Underground right now, and with the money that's being rumored uh, rumored around for them, if they can put out something, if they can put out the type of things that they're doing with All Elite with more funding, and make it into a TV thing like like uh, Lucha Underground. 
and then uh, and then the combination of wrestling and star power that's with it. Oh, it 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 could be something special for sure. Yeah, I think the key at this point would be getting some kind of show launched, obviously getting a roster together and something more than they do all in two. That's fine. But it's like, is it for this to become a company? It's got to be regularly running events of some sort. So if you do all in two and then after that, you announce, hey, we're doing the all in tour and like smaller venues and going to go around in conjunction with our show launching and saying that maybe next year by now, there'll be like at least some kind of schedule of they do so many shows a month or they're doing weekly TV. There's got to be some sort of consistency where it's always there. I think that's how become the thing. It can't just be, okay, we put out the be in the elite videos and we're going to have an all in show in May. It's got to be something bigger than that now to get it to the next level to justify it being called its own company, I think. Yeah. I, I think, to be honest, the NXT model works perfectly with what they want to do. I think so. I think so. And I think, because, again, I'm, I like the creativity of, of being the elite. And I think, again, if they can add some, if they got some type of funding and creative team behind that to make the production better, it just makes it all, it makes it all better. Yeah, and I really hope that they sign with like a, you know a a network of note, and not just like That's you know the the slug channel or you know <laughs> the shoelace network. Right. I mean, they can air that. Yeah, that's, thing. that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part yeah. of it. But see, and that's so, my point too, because I mean, uh, Impact was on Pop. They were yeah, they were on Destination America. Yeah, I was just about to say, what the hell was that other station? Now they're on something what? else. Yeah, they're and, going to a, now they're going to a channel that also I cannot get because Comcast <laughs> is not get anywhere in the United States. Yeah, pursuit, See? pursuit channel. The pursuit's trying to find if you even have the thing. Yeah, this and again, is- like I said, MLW is on BN Sports, and I I definitely consider that on powerful for recognizable channels. So it's just yeah. like you can go as low as what Impact's doing. You can go as good, you know, for the type of. Um, you know, type of deal that you may be able to eat for what you got as far as we're being. So, you know, having that doesn't mean you're going to do good. Being low yeah. doesn't mean you're going to do good. It just, you know, the TV deal, I think, is slightly important. I really think the, create, the, the creative is the most important thing. Hell, I would be okay if they didn't, they weren't on TV at all. And these guys just came out with like a, net, a Netflix season each and every time. And then they had their one pay-per-view and they just recorded stuff. They had live shows. They recorded, you know, like the Lucha Underground style. I would. I mean, to be honest with you, the fact that there is like Netflix could run or Hulu, or all of those guys could run, you know, original programming. They could do a Lucha Underground type of show with all of the gimmicks and special effects and stuff like that and just air a block of episodes leading up to the next pay-per-view. And they do poor pay-per-views a year. I mean, there are a lot of different models that work, but we're so used to the weekly episodic formula. But I think out that outside the box thinking, like a um, like pay TV or streaming or you know or something like that, uh, not not just Honor Club, but um, <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. Uh, there are a lot of different things that they can do where they don't have to blow their entire budget because we also we're saying, well, we don't need people signed to a uh, to a contract. But we do want to see storylines developed. But we also want spontaneity of how you know, anybody can appear at any time, anywhere, because they're a bunch of free agents. Mm-hmm. Well, which is it? Do you want a you want a roster? Or do you want a bunch of um, you know one offs? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want a four month long story with you know with a four month long build, or do you want to see a dream match for one yeah. night only? 
Yeah, you definitely you definitely want the one offs. You definitely do. I mean, it, it, at this point now, you it, it's 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 just what keeps the spectacle going. From you know, like you said, the one off or the who may show up thing. I that's I think that's what I think that's what you know defines who they are is being able to defy the odds and creating um and and creating believers out of people. So you know, when you have something that's just regular, people might get used to it. But when you're able to you know sort of say style like a book like bookings. And get different names and you know and so forth. I think that that creates the type yeah. of buzz that they they've been feeding off of. Well, hopefully um, we'll know a lot more on Tuesday at five just, o'clock. Let's just let's just. Oh, and by the way, that 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 Pat Riley and Jacksonville is also within miles of a SmackDown taping. Um, and I'm not going to say that's so attempt to try to hijack SmackDown like some people are saying because that's completely blasphemy <laughs> as well too. But notably that there will be um significant amount of wrestling fans within the city because of that reason. So let's not get it twisted. I don't see a lot of people flying down to Jacksonville for a pet rally. I just don't. I don't see people flying down to Jacksonville for a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously we know why it's in Jacksonville, since that's where the, the cons are based and they have own the stadium. So it's not like they're having it specifically in a city to like be like we're going to mess with the WWE taping. It's just, yeah. it's very serendipitous that the WWE is also there though. And maybe they'll take a little stroll over to the parking lot and do something, but let's not also go so far off to say, Oh no, they're, they're definitely going to attack WWE or some shit or right. I'm, tank I'm calling it right now. Kevin Owens is all elite. <laughs> I, can <see> that <laughs> I could see that in due time. Definitely. You know, people in WWE got to be looking at a, uh, the landscape. Everyone's got their eyes on this to see what happens with it. One thing I will say is let's just let's just uh let's just uh let's just play the game. Who would you guys like to see signed? Uh well, well that, that's the kind of the thing. Signed, but but why though? And no, I'm just right. saying it depends, just it depends what it this ends up being. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Let's just let's just let's just play the let's just play the dumb game. If if anybody could be signed here, like people are talking. Who just a person that you would think would be an interesting signing if someone could, if they were styling it that way, as they Okada. try to create a Okada? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, I mean, all the all their new all their new Japan buddies, which we got to talk about because we got a big show this Friday, three a.m. on the East Coast. That uh, plays very heavily into uh, the launch of this company and also what the future of New Japan is going to be since. All the main guys uh, involved in this thing are going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, and they're all kind of finishing up their deals. And heck, the darn main event itself between Tanahashi and Omega is going to have a lot of eyes on it for what the future holds for both of them in Ooh. relation to all elite wrestling. So, so who do you, who who would you like to see signed in? Just somebody <sighs> random, man. I mean, a lot of people would say the obvious thing is like probably like Omega and Ibushi. Yeah. Probably the next people down the line that you know we know are aff are affiliated with them as far as like being involved with their show and stuff. But see, see, here's the thing: this is what I keep going back to in my head, though. You sign people to this, then it opens up a hole where you took them from. So it that's actually the, the biggest thing I'm excited about for Ring of Honor is they finally have Cody and the Bucks out of there, and now they're going to be forced to do something different. So. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just it. It's like, okay, say Kenny Omega goes with All Elite Wrestling in a month and he's gone from New Japan. Okay, well, what happens with New Japan then? 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just what's going to happen with all elite. It's going to happen with what's going to happen with everyone else around them too. If talent starts, you know, shifting around from one pool to another. Yeah, actually, I got one one quick point I want to say about that. But anyway, my name my name does think somebody be interested in the sign, and this guy's been really he's been really heavy on his promotion of this as well too. But that would be very interesting. If somebody like Will Osprey was to sign with them. And every one of his tweets is saying something about all elite wrestling and how it looks cool and retweeting it left and right. And that's that's a hot <laughs> name that a lot of people aren't talking about. I don't know his contract stance as it is, but he's been very adamant about the promotion for it and support for them. So I would be interested okay, like, in that. If we're, if we're going to just like completely spitball and, and anything goes, yeah. who I legitimately think that I would really like to be signed, say signed, because Okada's great, but honestly, I don't think Okada works in America. Um. I honestly would like to see Bray Wyatt. Mm. That would that could that that could be good. I, I mean, and I'm thinking that thinking realistically because his contract is what it is. But I think that like it would be good to see him in a different setting. Maybe it's a setting where he gets a little bit more of his control. Yeah. Um. You know, I, depending on what the storylines and the feel of the show could be, he could do a bunch of interesting things. And I'm with you. I'm with you on that with Luke Harper too. There's a ton of guys like that in WWE that are just stale as can be, that have been there forever, and just a change of scenery would make all the difference in the world. For them. I mean, guy, I can't stand the guy, but Dolph Ziggler is way near the top of the list as someone like that. I could also probably say that for Randy Orton as another guy that's just the scenery has been the same around them for so long that just seeing him in a different place would be would make such a difference in just well, their presentation. Orton's- Less of Orton because he's kind of, he's really on his way out anyway. But yeah, right, but Ziggler, right. Fandango, Tyler Breeze, the Revival. I mean, there are a lot of, of yeah. WWE guys that are on like the C level, you know, practice squad. Basically, they're just doing superstars yeah. and house shows. Um, and oh, and we haven't mentioned any women. So I mean, yeah, I would love to see Samina yeah, Snuka on there. Um, obviously, Jordan Grace. You know, would love to be her to be a oh yeah um, uh, a fixture. I would love to see Kylie Ray, um, you know, come through. Uh, Maru Iwatani would be awesome. So there's a lot that would go, but we're also naming people, but we don't know what we can have all the players, but we don't know how the team works. True, true. My question is too: from all this that's being said about all elite wrestling, do you think this breeds successful women? Well, yeah, New Japan do doesn't it. really do women. Because a lot of women, a lot of women have been coming out showing their support as well too, and have been saying like things, you know, cryptic tweets is like, "Oh, it looks interesting," and you know, some people are even saying, "Would you like to see me sign to them?" and just random stuff like that. But I mean, nothing about this screams that this is going to be a big platform for women. To to be fair, it would be a huge mistake to overlook uh, the gains that women have done in wrestling within the last three to five years. No doubt. Um, and I'm not just talking about the, the people that we like, but I mean, like across the world, mm-hmm. women have really stepped their shit up in a big, big way. Hell, even in WWE, and we can talk about that a little bit later too, but in WWE, they, people have really stepped it up. So it would be a huge oversight. And I think that the fact that they had that, um, like Jordan Grace and that 10 woman tag on, um, all in, you know, that was a, that was a thing that happened. Low budget means that. Wait, well, it's yeah. the same damn thing. Um, that it was the 
a lot of people that no, well, they had they had definitely have a tag match because it was like they, they had a Grace was, women's match during the show. But Jordan yeah, right. Jordan Grace was in the battle royal on the pre-show. Yeah, and then right. the tag match during the show had a Tessa Blanchard and um who all right. so they definitely know names. So Rick, Rick, it's not like Rick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like they, they they just you know they they overlooked them, and I think that that spot there for the women to do their thing was was you know noteworthy. So I, I would assume that they would not overlook them because of their presence in All In. Uh, to to another question you said earlier too, what are other promotions and companies going to do now that they're seeing that you know another fixture in in the community is about to go on? I can imagine now that um, people like. First of all, if All Elite gets a TV deal, that excludes anybody from All Elite working with them. Because as far as I'm, as far as I know, they are not allowed to work any type of promotion that has TV rights. Is that isn't that correct? That's usually how most uh, contracts work, right? So you got yeah. that, and I can assume other companies and promotions that may feel intimidated by this, or uh, or obviously a, a, a heat in uh, competition. May also try to restrict their um, their talent from being able to work it as well too. Well, um, to be fair, don't be surprised if WWE just goes you know hard with like with the dump truck and just backs up a bunch of uh, you know just all the checks to people just to yeah, sign them and keep them. Yeah, well, yeah, and when not just WWE, ROH has already finally opened up the checkbook a little bit. The folks mm-hmm. at Sinclair, they 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 signed PCO. And P- I couldn't believe this when PCO said it. He said the deal he got from ROH to sign there to come in with Villain Enterprises was the best money he ever got. Better than his, w- <laughs> better than his WCW deal and better than his WWF deal back in the day. So it makes you wonder, like, my God. And then I guess the other signing they just got is they um, Ring of Honor got, they signed up a Bandito, who yeah. was on the main event of All In. And everyone yeah. wanted a piece of him coming off of All In, and they managed to get him. So mm. people are, if you're a talent right now and you're a free agent and you got some buzz, mm. you're in a real good position right now to play some forces against each other True and that. make yourself a nice, nice deal between NXT and ROH and New Japan and now yeah. AWE. Yeah. There's, there's some. Real interesting playing pieces in play. Yeah, and, and for the women too. I mean, WoW is making their big resurgence now with their TV deal, and they are pro- they're promoting hard on any and every platform that they can as well. So you you have that and um impact um obviously being aggressive with women signing as well, too. Um, yeah, there's 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 definitely like again, this is free agency season. I think we're definitely going to see a lot, <laughs> a lot of names start coming off the, the table, uh, or off the board early, even if well, we didn't even know we're out there. But we do need to, like, you know, pay attention to what these contracts actually are because I do believe that Jordan Grace is on impact and the progress women's champion. So that's true. Right, so these so these things just because you know it one thing it works for another company like WWE, obviously Impact is a lot more lenient with where guys can work. But that's also how the TV structure works too, because they only do one show a month, and then you know you just be in Toronto on the on the seventh, and, and yeah. you're good for the rest of the month, and you still they're still taking dates. So, because yeah. I believe you know, uh, I believe that Tessa Blanchard is the Wild Woman's championship or i can't think uh i'm not sure but i know she's the impact champion so yeah um and both of those have tv deals um and progress doesn't 
So it kind of logistically works for impact. But obviously that's just a that's just a call in there, let you know that impact maybe um you know with their exclusive contracts or anybody who's officially signed to them cannot work TV, cannot work a, a television program. So that's really gonna exclude a lot of people for the all elite that you know are hot names that you know you see on the indies, but you know, even if you vaguely watch impact, <laughs> that still doesn't mean you're gonna be able to see them in the uh, all elite. Well, true, but we also don't know what the uh, what the show is. Yeah. So I think that's that's really important to stress that. Yeah. If I I mean, if we don't know if we're going to get Lucha Underground, which may only feature three matches and twenty minutes of you know scripted shenanigans. They, we don't I, know if I we're going to get it. They can do it. I, that I, I firmly believe they can do that. That's right. one all of the episode and three wrestling matches. <laughs> Right, so that's the thing. Like we don't, we don't know how that's gonna, how that's gonna flow into stuff. And if they start booking their shows, like like Street Fighter books their uh, story mode, <laughs> you know, then you know, then that's you know, that's a totally different thing than how people are doing wrestling on TV nowadays. Except maybe Lucha Underground. Uh, we don't know if they're going to take a more serious approach that New Japan takes. We don't know if they're going to do whatever WWE is doing right now. We don't know if they're going to do the, or just tell better stories than NXT. True. Uh, I hope they fall somewhere in, in the in between, but I think just overall, uh, I just I really personally hope that they do more of an evolved deal where you know we get our show. May hell, it show doesn't even have to be live. It could just be highlights of what they did on the road. Yeah. Like these sure. were the greatest matches of all elite wrestling, and this is why you should see them live. With um. Let's def- let's 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 definitely transition over to um the Russell Kingdom, which is going to be um in the middle of the middle night, uh th- Thursday the middle night, <laughs> Thursday morning, right? The Friday morning. morning. Yeah, like why I pulled this up. Well, one of you guys got it. Eastern Friday morning, January fourth. Um, and by the way, notably, people have been coming out saying there were free agents out there. Trevor Lee, uh, yeah, um, Trevor Lee and uh, DJZ both adamantly saying it. Um. They are no longer signed with Impact. Now free agents, and I think again that's just going to be a trend of more people coming out doing the same. Um, and um, we'll just see. How do we make the from. push? How do we make the push to get the uh, Ugly Ducklings uh, into all elite wrestling? <laughs> I, they're available. I know that. You know, and you know they'll be willing. Those guys are ready to work anywhere. They they will work by the pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom time. Okay. Uh, well, look, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a hell of a show, regardless. That's so let's just let's just make it let's just make it simple. There are ten matches on the card that I know of. What's your one match to watch? And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go last. Okay, I, I got to go with the main event: Omega and Tanahashi. The the the, the you got the current you know internet darling and Kenny Omega, and of course you know the guy tied very closely to the to the boys in the elite but obviously not being shown in any of those videos that we've been talking about against the the universal ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who a lot of people are probably starting to think in the last couple of years was starting to fall off and maybe get ready to pass the torch. And Tanahashi's had a hell of a year. He won the G1 to get this title shot. And he's back here in the main event at the age of 42 after, heck, years of main eventing Wrestle Kingdom against Okada. And we're getting him against Omega instead. And there's just a lot that can happen here. It could be Omega cementing his uh, championship reign with a victory over 
guy he hasn't gotten a victory over as champ yet, or this could be the big title change that kind of spells the, you know, the sign of, okay, is, is Omega on his way out the door or are they just doing a title change to make things interesting and uh, get Tanahashi into the title picture? It could go. It's honestly a match that could go either way. It all just depends what people's interests are for the future of the new Japan heavyweight title and what the title situation is going to be there. But it, I can't imagine it won't be anything less than a spectacular match. Yeah. Um, my match is, was going to be uh, the IWGP United States Heavy Heavy Slither, you know, the IWGP United States Championship. As this was, I felt at the time, was going to be the match of someone, someone stays the champion, someone goes to NXT. Uh, Juice Robinson has definitely been on the radar and, and, and under uh, tons of rumors in the, in the eye of maybe returning back to uh, WWE. Why? Um. Why? Why? Why is he? Why would he? Why would he do that? Well, I can only imagine him winning this match because Cody's the champion, and obviously, um, future endeavors. And uh, <laughs> <spoiler> alert! <laughs> I don't see how he's going to be the champion and um working on his uh new uh stepchild in all elite wrestling. So, but nonetheless, besides the storyline with that, I think this is going to be. A good match. Juice has definitely stepped it up over this year, and um, and it's it's good to see somebody get um a higher recognition um from all the work that he's been doing instead of being in a goddamn battle royal each and every year. So it is good <laughs> to see him get a singles match finally, um, at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, um, sounds good. That was actually a match that I was looking for that I am looking forward to. Um, you know, to be honest. But the match I think I want to see the most, because it's the only match that has nothing to do with nothing, is Okada versus Jay White. <laughs> KO versus Bullet Club, but yeah, fine. There you go. But no, but I've been saying, like, this is the only match that's not for a title. And you could say that it's Chaos versus Bullet Club and that whole storyline that's been, you know, coming to a head. But the fact that everything is for a title or uh, Cody versus Juice. We have a heavy favorite to win because of, you know, other outside events. Uh, Omega versus Tanahashi. Uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, Daito. Other events uh, that are happening. Uh, but, like, it's any man's game for Okada versus Jay White. And also, it's any man's game versus uh, Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. You know, these and, – and I'm not saying that they, none of these matches will outshine the other because, honestly, it's hard to pick, which is going to be the match of the night. But realistically, Okada versus Jay White – you know, will probably steal the show because it could be the main event. And considering that a lot of popular names may not be with the company after this event, it is, that, that will be the match that sets the tone for New Japan going forward. After all this uh, blows over with the Americans that are there, except you, because you stand, um, <laughs> you know, the New Japan will have something to fall back on going forward. And I think that because it is Chaos versus the Bullet Club, it will be this match to watch. Mm. I will say that if um if uh if um Kenny Omega comes off the book in February, I I don't know who may not be may not be considering staying in America much longer, but there may be a heavy paycheck for somebody open right there. I don't know who it could be, but that also could be interesting. Who decides to sign nope. a microwave nope. for New Japan? Well, looking at those two matches that we you know we just mentioned there, I mean 
if, if what happens happens like you're thinking there too, James, I can totally see if Tanahashi becomes champ. I mean, a Jay White led Bullet Club, especially if he goes over Okada, that's a ready-made challenger. And Lord knows we've seen Tanahashi and Okada a ton of times too. Mm-hmm. So I can eat, and of course he's still got Naito out there, depending on what happens with him and Jericho and the Intercontinental title also on the show in the semi-main event. I mean, there there's definitely pieces there that will be, you know, assuming all say all the all the uh, Americans and Canadians leave, there's still stuff there for New Japan to work with. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's the other the other big kind of if all these people are going and they give notice, then hey, that frees up money for New Japan, and you never know who might show up the next night at New Year's Dash when they kind of reset their their books and uh, have their version of the Raw after WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, we need to go to Wrestle Kingdom. Are you guys going to be watching it live? Um, I I'm going to wake up early. Um, to watch it. Um, because I have to, I get up early at five anyway to go to work. So I'll probably get up at four, but, uh, I'll, I, 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 I probably, what I probably do is get up early, see where the card is because just because of how it's laid out, doesn't mean that the card is going to be what the card is going to be. Mm-hmm. So the rumbles, the, not the rumble, but like the tag match is going to be first. But if like Cody versus juice kicks off the show or, uh, you know, uh, the the um, other tag match, the three way tag match with like um, Rapungi, uh, Los Ingo, Brianables, and uh, Suzuki. Uh, if that goes first, then obviously I have much more of an interest to see what happens later. So it depends mm-hmm. on how they book the show. I'll, I'll see where we are, and you know, and go from there. Yeah, the, the pro tip I usually go with is I usually get up about four thirty five o'clock. And throw it on, so they're kind of like in the middle of the show, and I watch it from there to see all the the big big matches live. And then once it's done, then I go back and I'll check out the early stuff. That's usually how I do it. But also, yeah, it really depends how they lay it out. Because I mean, there's stuff there like I mean, Kota Ibushi and Will Osprey for the Never Open Weight Championship. I mean, that's staring me in the face, and it's like, yeah, if I wake up and that's already happened, I may have to hit rewind and see that before anything else. It just depends how where things land on the card. But, I mean, like you're saying, this is a stacked show, stacked from top to bottom. I mean, it's New Japan's version of WrestleMania, so can't yeah. go wrong. Can't go I, wrong. I tell you what, if you wake up and you have sleep and that Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. matches on, you're going to be woken up very <laughs> easily because poor Zack <laughs> is about to get hit by the hardest hitting guy in all professional wrestling. And it's sure, uh, it's, it's, it's sure the type of sounds that you don't want to hear waking up first thing in the morning. For real. Absolutely. That'll, that'll get you out of bed quick. <laughs> Headbutts. Yeah. One arms <laughs> um okay um anything else all right well that's all we got um this is um i know this was like a long episode this is why this is going to be two episodes so um how do i make sure i break it in half <laughs> yeah yeah if anybody that's uh yeah d- depending on where you're listening to this at this this is a two-part episode so make sure you go uh, listen to both halves. First half will definitely be about All Elite Wrestling and Wrestle Kingdom. And the second half will be about the topic of Nia Jack's tweet and Ty Dillinger's response. So, um, yeah. Check both and ways. the resurgence of Tao. 
What's the catering this week? <laughs> hey, top two, the legend continues. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, anybody got anything else? So y'all, y'all ready to get out of here? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I got to start resting up for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Early. Yeah, I just <laughs> set my alarm for three forty-five in the morning, and I nearly broke my finger doing it because it just pains. Going to go to sleep at seven o'clock on on uh, Friday night or that Thursday night. Definitely stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming out this this uh this month, so definitely stay tuned. And happy New Year again, everyone that's been listening. We will catch you guys uh soon with more stuff. So stay tuned.